Welcome back. We are studying together the fifth chapter of Ilchot Kiddusha Hodesh. This chapter is the last chapter, I'd say, that is more or less easy and, and relatively straightforward and short. And from the next chapter and on, we start warming up for what's really going to be challenging, which is Sod Haibur, starting with the ninth and then even more with the 11th chapter and through the 19th chapter of this uh, treatise. This chapter will deal with something that is very relevant to us, especially living, living in Huslaris, and that is <clears throat> Yom Tov Shanish Legaluyot, the reasons for it and its application. Halacha Aleph. Kol she'amarnu mekeviat rosh hodesh al reya ve'aibur ha'shana mipenei ha'zeman mipenei ha'sorech, en osin oto ella sanhedrin she'be'eres Yisrael, o bedina semuchim she'be'eres Yisrael she'natnu lahem ha'sanhedrin reshut. The first four chapters, everything we've spoken about regarding the the regarding the adding of months, the extension of the years, and so on and so forth, it can only be done by the Sanhedrin or by a Beddin in Israel that has been specifically authorized and is acting on behalf of the Sanhedrin. We read this pasuk already and explained that the statement to Moshe and Aharon had been, this month should be declared by you and those who are in your role, namely the Betin HaGadol. So we learn by, by tradition that the Pasuk means that this determination of Rashi Hodashim is only given, the only one who's capable of doing so is the Betin HaGadol in lieu of Moshe and Haron. In other words, the Sanhedrin. However, when we don't have a Sanhedrin, then all the months and the years are determined by a set calculation, a calendar, just like we do today. And this is something that's called Now, by the way, uh, just to refresh our memory, going back all the way to the Agdama, we explained, according to Haramban, that does not mean that historically this is something that was told to Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, in, and I think that this halacha makes this very, very clear because it's a halacha that deals with a situation that only arose many, many, many thousands of years later. And uh, it probably was developed when the need arose. <laughs> So this Halakha Moshe Messinai says that when we have a Sanhedrin, we go by the testimonies and by the decisions of the Bet-Din. And when we don't, then we go by the calculation like we do today. And we don't care about the sighting of the moon. And it can happen that what we call Rosh Hodesh sometimes occurs a day before or a day after the night when the moon is visible for the first time. And yes, Aramam says, it's a little bit weird for 
someone to see the moon a day after uh, Rosh Chodesh, or that, that Rosh Chodesh is a day after the, the moon sighting, and this happens mostly in on lands that are to the west of Eretz Israel. Since when did Am Israel begin to use to utilize this fixed calendar, this calculation, Misof Hachmet Almut from the end of the times of the Gemara, Israel from the time that Eretz Israel had been destroyed, that there were there were many raids into Eretz Israel, and the communities in Eretz Israel did not last for long after towards the end of the Gemara, even through the Gemara. The, the main center had become Babel. Vilonish Arsham Betin Kavua, it came to the point that Eres Israel lost any established set Betin. However, during the time of Achmea Mishnah and the Amoraim until the time of Havayen Rava, Al Keviat Eres Israel Hayusomachin, they would still be dependent, reliant. On the counting that, oh, sorry, on the declarations that the Bet Din, whatever Bet Din that was then in Eretz Israel, would do. Now we start going to Yom Tov Shani. When we had Sanhedrin and they would declare the month by reason of the testimony, then everyone living in, in Eretz Israel and outside Eretz Israel, everywhere where the Shaluhim of Tishri can arrive, can arrive on time, they would do Yom Tov only one day. And other places that were farther away, to which Shaluhim Tishri would not arrive on time, they would always have this custom of having Yom Tov Shani out of an actual doubt of whether the Rosh Chodesh had been declared or not. For they wouldn't know what day had been established by B'nai Eres Israel for Rosh Chodesh. During this time that we have no Sanhedrin, and the Bet Din of Eres Israel, they 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 establish the the Rosh Chodesh according to this calculation. It would be appropriate for everywhere to only do one day. We we no longer have this effect. It's not about the sighting anymore. We just follow this calendar. Everyone can access the calendar from Australia to 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 the north to the North Pole and and everything in between. Everyone has access to the same calendar. We don't need to hear when they saw this calendar in Yerushalayim. And even those places in Hosla that are very far away should be doing the same as Eres Israel. Given that everyone actually relies on the same calculations. However, Hachamim established a Tekana. This Tekana must have happened around the same time they started using the calendar. 
for people to continue keeping this tradition that had been started some generations prior. And by the way, I just want to point out something very important. Um, a lot of people say, uh, I wish we had a Sanhedrin today because they would uh, do away with the second day of Yom Tov. Um, it's, it's a fine thought. I wish we had a Sanhedrin today. I pray for it three times a day. And I believe that without the Sanhedrin, we cannot have Melech HaMashiach. That needs to be approved by a Sanhedrin. However, I'm not convinced that if we had a Sanhedrin of worthy Hachamim, they'd be very uh, urged to approve the second day of Yom Tov. And my proof to that is that we had a Bedin with authority back in the times of the Gemara, and that Bedin opted for having people continue doing two days, even though they already had a fixed calendar. So I, I have my reasons. I, I shared some of them before of why I think that, that that is the case. I think that it has to do with making us feel, us living in Husla Ares, that something is wrong, that we are not practicing like, like the Torah says, and uh, uh, encouraging us to reconsider whether this is the place in which we should be living and practicing misvot. So if that's the reason, then um, you know there is a benefit to having two days other than just resolving a safek because of what's happening in Yerushalayim, which is no longer relevant. So the, again, the tekana was that everyone continues the minhag they had up to that date. Given that this is the case, Every place to which the Shaluhim of Tishrei would not have arrived back when the Shaluhim used to be sent, they should do two days of Yom Tov, even nowadays, just like they used to do when the people of Eres Israel used to establish the month on the sighting of the moon. And people living in Eretz Israel, they should do one day because they never had that custom, the tradition, and the Tekana therefore does not apply to them to continue that Tekana uh, of, of, of doing the second day as well. Nimsa. Therefore, the second day that we do everywhere on the Galuyot is it's not the Oraita. It doesn't have the same Kedusha of Yom Tov Rishon. The Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah, even on those times, or starting with those times when Rosh Chodesh was determined by the Bedin, they everyone would do it, or the majority of the people in Israel would do it two days out of Safek. The Minhag is different with respect to Rosh Hashanah and with respect to everywhere else. Because there was no way for them to know when the Bedin would have determined to, to establish Rosh Chodesh Tishri, because the Shaluhim would not go out on Yom Tov. They'd go out only after Yom Tov, so there was no way for them to know. Halacha het velo od, elafilu birushalayim asma shu mekom bedin, 
פעמים רבות היו עושים יום טוב של ראש השנה שני ימים טובים. And not only that, but also in Yerushalayim itself, the place where the Bedin resides, many times they would end up doing יום טוב of ראש השנה twice, two days in a row. How so? שאם לא באו עדים כל יום שלושים, because think about this, if on the 30th day of אלול, they have no witnesses, נוהרים היו באותו היום שמספים לעדים קודש, what do you do this day? So this day, let's say it's Tuesday, and today could either be ראש השנה, or it could be the 30th of אלול. Now what do you do? So מספק, because you don't know until the end of the day, they used to keep that first day, the 30th day, no matter what, Uh, that day, and then the, the day after, if it turns out the Aydin did not come today, uh, it becomes a Yom Tov again. So, in other words, the 30th day will always be treated as Yom Tov. The only question is if the day tomorrow is going to be Yom Tov or not. So if you are in Yerushalayim, you will know for a fact what Bedin has decided, and then you'll know if, of, if Wednesday is going to have to be Rosh Hashanah as well. But Many times, uh, every, every time that Chodesh Elul ends up being Chodesh uh, Haser, Rosh Hashanah ends up being today's. And given that this was the case, even when they used to rely on the sighting of the moon, it kinu, they established a separate tekana. שיהיו עושים אפילו בין ארץ ישראל אותו תמיד שני ימים, that even people living in ארץ ישראל should do ראש השנה for two days, בזמן הזה שקובעין על החשבון. Today, when we are no longer relying on the sighting and declaration of the Bedin, but rather on the calculation and the fixed calendar. הנה למדת, so what do you conclude? שאפילו יום טוב שני של ראש השנה, בזמן הזה מדברי סופרים. Even the second day of Rosh Hashanah, which we saw in Ilchot Yom Tov, is different for certain things. It's considered Kedusha Arichta. It's a long Kedusha. Both Yamim Tovim are considered as one Yom Tov for certain things, like Mukseh. However, the second day is only Midivre Soferim. It's not always about how far you are from Bet HaMikdash. It doesn't need necessarily have to do with the distance of your town from Yerushalayim. Kesad. If there is a place in Yerushalayim that is If the distance between one's hometown and Yerushalayim is five days or less, where it's clear, it's obvious that the Shaluchim can arrive in time for, on time for whatever is necessary, like for example, Yom Kippurim. This doesn't mean that the people of that place can go ahead and only keep one day of Yom Tov, because again, remember that the Kana was, everyone continues doing what they used to do. And the fact that someone is five days from Yerushalayim doesn't mean that Yerushalayim actually used to send Shaluhim and that the Shaluhim used to arrive on time, which means, for all we know, this town, a few generations ago, back when we used to rely on the Re'iyah, may have had a minhag of doubling the Yom Tov. Therefore, 
we also have to double the Yom Tov. It's possible that Shiluhim would not be sent to that place because there weren't enough Jews in that in that area. And the Jewish community only established itself after we started counting by the calendar. Or maybe there was uh, there was some dangers on on the way, and therefore people wouldn't would not arrive on time. Just like it happened between Yehuda and Galil, which is much less than five days in the times of Chachmei Mishnah, where they also used to do two days because it was uh, the roads were very dangerous and the Shaluchim would just simply not make it on time, not because it was too far, but because it was dangerous. Oh, or perhaps sometimes the Goim would prevent the Shaluchim to go among them. And if it was a function of distance alone, says Arambam, then think about this. All of Egypt would need to do only one day. The Shalohim of Tishri could certainly get there on time for, uh, for Sukkot. Because if you go through Ashkelon from Yerushalayim to Misraim, in other words, through Gaza, the distance, the actual distance that Rambam says, and Rambam is someone who lived both in uh, Misraim and for a very, very, very short while he tried to live in Eretz Israel. He, he knew this. Uh, it only takes eight days or less. So to the majority of what uh, what is today the, the country of Syria, if you can still call it a country, but it's the Levant. So just have it in mind, learn this, understand this, Salamam says, it's not a function of distance alone. So I'm going to explain to you, says Rambam, what is the principle. Anywhere that has between it and Yerushalayim 10 days or more of a distance, then those people should, by all accounts, do two days like they always used to do. Because the Shaluhim of Tishri need at the very least 10 days. So if it's more than 10 days, you know for a fact Shaluhim Tishri would not have arrived to that place. That takes care of 99.999% of the world. And anywhere that is 10 days or less far from Yerushalayim, where it's conceivable, it's possible that the Shaluhai Tishrei could, could arrive on time, then we ask the following question. Is this a place that used to be inhabited by Jewish communities back when, in, in the times of the second Beit HaMikdash and through the Tanaim, they, they still used to rely on the Re'iyah. Like the city of Usha, where there was a yeshiva, Ushfaram, Velod, Ve'yavne, Ve'novut, 
Vetevaria, Vejayose Bahen, like all of these famous cities that had settlements during this time. So what do we know if they had a settlement? If we know if, if they had a settlement, we can assume that Yerushalayim would have sent Shalihim to those areas. And because we know the distance is less than 10 days, we can assume that they would have, have arrived on time 43. Ergo, they wouldn't have had the minhag of two days. Ergo, the tekana of continuing the minhag of two days would, wouldn't apply to these places. And they only need to do one day. However, if this place is of Syria, and Syria is uh, not only Syria, but much of the Levant, like for example, the towns of Sor, that, that is in, in, in Lebanon, but Damasek, uh, Damascus, um, I do not know if this Ashkelon is the same Ashkelon, as we as we have today, but let's assume that, uh, according to Harambam, in this Ashkelon there were no Jews back then. Then it follows, perhaps, that in the town of Ashkelon they should continue doing two days. That's a very interesting uh, point. Again, I'm not saying alechale but it would follow from this statement. Bahen, or and or if, if somewhere outside Eretz Israel, like Misraim. In Amonu Moab, Amonu Moab is uh, Saudi Arabia and Jordan, and and like those places, Osin Kamin Hagabotehen should be the hen. Then those places need to look back and try to track down what tradition they have. In Yomehad, Yomehad, if that place has a minhag of keeping one day, they continue doing one day. Vim Shaneyamim, Shaneyamim, if it's two days, then two days. Alachayot Bet. Now, one of these places we just defined, less than 10 days from Yerushalayim, and um, not a place that was necessarily inhabited by the Jewish community during the time of Kiddush HaChodesh, and they have no minhag, or a city that was established anew, in the middle of the desert in Eres Israel, for example, let's say uh, Yeruham or Dimona or Yotveta or Eilat, or a place to which a Jewish community only moved into right now only, they should do two days. It follows from here that according to Harambam, in Eilat, people should be doing two days of Yom Tov. Very interesting. I mean, like the rest or the majority, 99.9% .9 of the world that keeps two days. And again, a reminder, Yom Tov Shani, the entirety of this whole mechanism, the system is all Medivre Soferim, even the one of Rosh Hashanah that everyone does nowadays. Halachayot Gimal, last halacha of the chapter. Now, an interesting point about authority. So, how do we, by what right, by, by what fiat, what authority do we get to say that Pesach is going to be this coming Shabbat night? 
how did we decide suddenly, who decided that Rosh Chodesh Nisan was uh, about uh, eight days ago, nine days ago. I'm sorry, at uh, 11 days ago. We are not doing this based on our own calculations and our own consultation with his fixed calendar. This is not the basis for the date. Because one may not establish or hagim in even on the basis of a fixed calendar. And what we are doing indirectly, this is a virtual reality, but what we are doing is we are relying on people living in Eres Israel and their establishing of Rosh Chodesh and of the Hagim. So why do we bother to look at the calendar to, and to do the calculations in Hus if people in Israel are already doing it, because by doing so, we'll know what conclusion they are going to be arriving at at Israel. So we'll, we'll have, we will have arrived to the same conclusion independently. But again, what gives this authority is the fact that in Eres Israel, they've come to the same conclusion. Sorry, uh, just to make sure I read this. It's only the fact that in Israel people are treating this as Rosh Chodesh and or as Hagim that this gives any validity to our treatment of this date. So, just uh, to, to, to review this, um, right now, let's say uh, we had a Rosh Chodesh Nisan a few days ago. How do we know that, that Rosh Chodesh Nisan? Well, we follow a certain calculation that was passed down to us by the Amoraim. Is that calculation self-executing? No. The community, the establishment that lives in Eres Israel, the Yehudim living there, and this is one of the proofs that there has always been, Harambam mentions this somewhere else, there, there have always been Jews living in Eres Israel ever since we arrived there with Yoshua bin Nun, there's never been a, t- a time that there were no Jews in Eres Israel. And that's why we can continuously have Hagim. Because if, God forbid, for one month there were no Jews in Eres Israel, then even if we have the calendar, even if we know when Rosh Chodesh should fall, the fact that nobody in Israel has come to the same conclusion just prevents everyone else worldwide from even having Rosh Chodesh and even having anything that follows from that Rosh Chodesh like the holidays. So again, this is, it's an interesting point. We need the people in Eres Israel to come to the same conclusion we do. Now we can be pretty sure because it's a mathematical formula as we're going to see in the following chapters that they will reach the same conclusion and we don't need to actually phone them and ask them, hey guys, let me just check, did you also have Rosh Chodesh yesterday? Uh, we can know that, but it's important to remember the authority of this determination still follows from the people, and specifically from the people living in Eres Israel. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'Amen.